0: The superpower that every citizen has is to choose where they spend their time, money, and attention. Choosing to spend them locally only enriches your community, and when you buy local, you're supporting your friends, your family, and your neighbors. Isn't that worth a little extra money or maybe a little inconvenience? Welcome to Buying Local Glens Falls. This is your host, Mike Nelson. I'm joined by Josh Coons from Tech2. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. And then we had a, a little... Possible scheduling snafu there because my dog broke out. I just found her out in the middle of the middle of the fields back there, wandering, chasing little rabbits around.
1: As a new dog owner, I feel your
0: pain. That's right. You guys did get a, a dog. Uh, Black Mountain Cur.
1: Uh, Black Mouth Cur.
0: Black Mouth. Something like yep. that. It was a good. It's a good breed, though, right?
1: Uh, hound. Yes. Uh, good nose on her. Uh, good retriever good with the kids uh yeah she's all been protected
0: too from what i understand protective of kids
1: mm, a little bit yeah she she holds her ground but she's not aggressive at all which is great but That's uh good. she is a big dog so oh with she is. young kids that jumping up is is a little bit of a challenge as a new dog owner okay we're at the phase of what why did we do this but
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah that owning a dog kind of comes and goes sometimes i love all of my animals and other days like when i'm trenching around the woods at 8.30 or whatever it was this morning looking for my dog. There was uh, some unhappy thoughts there, not going to lie.
1: Well, all of it. I mean, once you have kids and then you have the animals after that, it's like you're treading water and someone throws you a ball.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, all right. Well, changing the subject, not to talk about dogs, but uh, we're going to talk about IT. And from what your vest says, we're going to talk about simplifying your technology. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I, I guess we should probably start out with the fact that Tech 2, this is your 40th year anniversary?
1: 40th, yep. Big, big, 40. big year for us. Yep. We're, we're excited about it.
0: I. Oh, wow. You opened that right to your head. That's pretty amazing. So, uh, what does it take for business to, I mean, I know that you've been there for how long now?
1: This is in my fourth year.
0: Fourth year. And what, tell us, what do you do there, Joe? Like, what's your position what, what do you do at tech 2?
1: I'm on our management team uh, so pretty all those high-level conversations that happen in running a business you know I'm a part of uh, which is I'm excited about I always I'm a person that always wants to be at the table part of the conversation uh, so that's one piece of it and then each manager uh, has their own direction within the company and, and mine is in sales and marketing so I manage our sales and marketing force us
0: nice. So, I mean, so forty years. I, you know, what what does it take for a business to to last for forty years? I mean, that's
1: Grit. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I know, right? You got to be
0: tough as nails. Well, I mean, you know, so many don't make it through the first year, or the first five years. You know, all those big numbers that people throw around. But forty years, I mean, that's obviously some. There's some staying power there,
1: for sure, for sure. And I think that Eric Gooby, if he was here, uh, who started the company, founder of Tech Two. Uh, would, would talk about how hard it was for sure. And in the beginning, I've uh, had many of those conversations with, uh, with him about w- what it was like back in the day when mm-hmm. he started. And, you know, it, it, you know, I think every business, when they're starting out, they're, it's a starts with one person. And in our case, there were two
0: people. Tech 2, there was two guys. Oh, is that why it's Tech 2? Yeah. I was actually thinking about that on the way over here. I'm like, man, I wonder, I wonder where the name came from, Tech 2.
1: Yeah, there was a there was a couple. Uh, at one point, there were uh, four owners of, of Tech Two, so it's kind of changed over time. But but if Eric were here, he would talk about um, how you have to adapt uh, to the industry. And I think in, in every for every company, every industry, you kind of have to adapt and overcome mm-hmm. to the changes of you know demand uh, is a is a pretty major one. Uh, our industry is one that is constantly changing, so it's not. It's not something that, ah, well, I think we're good for this year. This month, uh, a new software is going to come out yeah. that everyone has to have because it's the latest and greatest security uh, for your environment. So it's, uh, you know, it's we have to adapt to that as well, to those security risks that are coming against environments. And then how do we defend against it? So we're, we consider ourselves a little bit more frontline uh, to, to issues that are coming against environments like that. But uh, if you looked at the life cycle of Tech 2 and how much we've changed over the years we started telephony, so Eric's background. Uh, was well, that's
0: what I was thinking. You guys started 1982. Yeah. Uh, so as you're saying that, I'm like doing the I'm Like, wait a minute. So 1982. I'm like, like, what did they even have back then for technology? Like, did they even have computers? Like, desktops weren't a thing yet in 1982.
1: They weren't even blackberries. No, I, they weren't even
0: blackberries. Uh-huh. I think computers were basically filling up rooms at that point in time,
1: right? <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Maybe I had a Commodore 64 or something like that.
1: Yeah, I definitely had a Commodore 64.
0: In uh, an Atari 2600. The
1: old green screen, that turtle game. Might write a whole bunch of code oh, I feel like a dot would move. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> tennis. I remember playing tennis yeah, with that tennis little weird paddle on my Atari. <laughs> so, okay, so you started in, in, in telephony.
1: Telephony, in, in voice, right. Uh, so then all, uh, you know, analog digital phone systems, uh, you know, bringing it back to 66 blocks wiring everything back to one cabinet you know the the even the, the landscape of voice has changed so dramatically so today most companies don't even have their own phone system sitting in their building anymore. Right. Uh, so everything is hosted. So the, the, the world has certainly changed in that in this period over the last 40 years. But then if you had a business, you needed bricks and mortar, right? You needed a building. Mm-hmm. You needed an office. And if you had that office, one of the must-haves was a phone sitting on a desk, right? So uh, he started his uh, career in Saratoga, Um He's from Saratoga, had a lot of contacts in Saratoga, and over over the years uh, thrived uh, within the industry, within that area. Uh, being uh, on 87, that pulled him up and down 87, mm-hmm. right into Glens Falls, uh, where there's a lot of work and, and systems that, not the systems from 40 years ago that we're still supporting, but it's crazy. we have a lot of digital systems that are out there that we've installed over the last, we'll say, 20 years, mm-hmm. that we're still supporting today. That, And that's a, the shift in the market. A lot of those systems uh, have become obsolete. They're not supported anymore. So it's a constant effort for us to communicate with our clients. You know, In some cases, we're servicing that equipment and at some point there's no more parts and pieces for us to put in you know thankfully we have a warehouse of equipment and over the last 40 years we've collected a lot of stuff
0: yeah i mean you guys have a, a pretty large warehouse i large. mean it's yeah your your building is a not a small building <laughs> and uh, would you say that half of that property is warehouse i would say that yeah
1: i would say that and i mean
0: it's it's i've been in there it's
1: vast it's it's racks to the ceiling yeah. it's uh, Yes, and some of it is new equipment. Uh, In some cases, we're fighting the supply chain issues that we've had over the last year and trying to stay ahead of that. So we're buying more equipment than we ever have. Uh, In some cases, we're supporting or servicing equipment that is either uh, outdated, Mm -hmm. and we still have those parts and pieces from 20 years ago, and we have to store that uh, product as well. So now we're really trying to push uh with with our suppliers as well because our suppliers are constantly pushing at us to to make changes with the equipment that we're supporting as Mm -hmm. well and at some point they are the the line in the sand at some point they say we do not support this anymore sure this is uh a card that you can't get for a phone system anymore and if you're going to find it it's going to be on ebay and it's used right Mm -hmm. and that's not something that, that we're comfortable supporting either so that becomes a little bit of a challenging scenario, uh, and at some point, you know, unfortunately, businesses have to make that determination. Is like, all right, well, we need to spend money on a new phone system. Sure. Uh, over the years, uh, Tech Two purchased a, a partner. And moved into the managed services environment. That was about 20 years ago that that happened. Uh, entered Dan Barden uh, into the scenario. Yeah. And Dan, Dan's a, a forward-thinking guy, uh, Apple background. Uh, you know, he's, he's constantly looking for the latest and greatest uh not just for, for us in our environment, but mm-hmm. for our clients as well.
0: Yeah, and you guys support Apple, right? We do. Yeah, you're, aren't you like one of the few IT companies in the area that does that?
1: Well, I don't want to speak to the other IT companies uh, that are in the area, but I, Apple is a hard one for uh, having worked for several uh to support for environments to mm-hmm. have technicians that are dedicated to Apple products uh, and know that product well enough to say yes, I'm going to be your support person. Right, for it. right. That's uh, fewer and farther between. Yes, absolutely. Um, Apple's come a long ways uh, in the past. You know, everything's been PC, mm-hmm. uh, and and for the most part, uh, most of our environments are um, PC. Uh, Microsoft um, environment, on the Apple side of things, pretty hard push uh, from Apple in the past. It's always been more marketing people that are like, yeah, creating, yeah. We're all yeah, Apple creating. here, yeah. Exactly here, yeah. You're, you're an Apple guy. Uh, so finding that support is uh, always a little bit of challenge, but there's um, Apple's come a long ways in working their way further and further into the uh, the. SMB market, mm-hmm. uh, so that it can be a part of the everyday business, if you will, yep. uh, for applications.
0: So, you know, I, and we were talking about a lot of the changes that are happening in the industry. I mean, I, I feel like cybersecurity, I feel like maybe the last five years especially, has become like this huge thing, right? Not, and again, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not everybody thinks because we're a marketing company, we build websites that we're like technical people. And I'm like, no, no, no. we're, we're creative people. The only time we get technicals with websites, but, uh, I just keep running into or hearing about cybersecurity issues and about all the new threats that are on the market. And you know, how that, like, how does that affect what you do or how you're helping your clients? Like give, give us the rundown on that stuff. Like, there's not some, like, what was that one that would like hold people's, Computers hostage, so I could you paid them and they wouldn't really like. I can't even believe that that stuff exists. It's amazing <laughs> to me.
1: Uh, there, there is there's a constant wave of um, different threats that are coming against environments. And, uh, and to bring it back a little bit, it's also changed because of the pandemic. Uh, in the past, you had an office and you had a firewall, mm-hmm. and that's your security appliance uh, for all the computers that sit inside of it. And then on each computer, you have a AV, antivirus. So you should be good, right? Um, that mindset has changed dramatically. Uh, so that a firewall uh, is a good gatekeeper. Uh, does it have deep packet inspection? There's different flavors of firewalls mm-hmm. uh, that are on the market, and then AV is the is the same way. It's AV is a little bit is tough because you
0: say AV mean antivirus. Yes,
1: yeah, sorry, antivirus software is,
0: is. You technical people. I know your jargon and
1: acronyms. Look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's only as good as your latest update. Right. So if you uh, if you didn't get the latest update and the threat comes against your environment, then your computer doesn't know to grab it, quarantine it and not spread it throughout the rest of your environment. Uh, So a lot of changes on that side of things. Do You
0: see like was like a huge push of people working remotely, obviously, I would imagine, right through covid. And and is that still a thing or is that like.
1: Oh, my God. Um, So I think the pandemic uh, has well started with forcing people Mm -hmm. to work remotely and then they then business owners came to the conclusion like, eh, you know, I think if we continue to move in this direction, I think that my employees can still be productive working from home. And mm-hmm. uh, and then they figure out how they're going to manage that. And then and once they've figured that piece of it out, they, they say, geez, do I need to spend this money on bricks and mortar right. anymore? Do I need a phone system sitting in my office? Do I need a server even sitting in
0: my yeah. office? Yeah. So when everything can be done like Remotely, remotely.
1: And it's uh, so it's changed the landscape a lot. It's changed uh, for them and us because now we have to support those employees that may work uh, from their house here in the US. We have clients that are now working in Europe and Asia. That it's now our support has spread globally because of the pandemic. Oh,
0: so you're a global company. <laughs> Very nice. It has challenges
1: also because of the time zones for sure. Yeah. Um,
0: we run into that a little bit where we're you know, we dealing with people that are now are behind us, two hours behind us, three hours behind us. And then it's like, all right, well, they want to do a, a 4 p.m. meeting their time.
1: <laughs> well, I know,
0: right? Like, uh, hey, sorry, guys. We got to work at 7 p.m. tonight. It's Friday. You're welcome. It's forcing us to
1: diversify, also, um, and our, our hiring practices. Uh, you know, being in the Northeast has always been a little bit of a challenge mm-hmm. finding good technical resources that are that are here, that are staying here, they're going to come in the office every day. Well, we don't mm-hmm. have to do that anymore. Uh, now we're we're starting to think the the same way is that all right if we have secure platforms mm-hmm. uh, that they, for them to log into and we can protect that that data then our employees can work from anywhere also uh so that helps us support those time zones i think the hardest challenge that we have is the ramping up period yeah of hey i've just got a new a new employee what's their first day look like uh so that's a little bit of a challenge
0: but onboarding I, that's always we struggle with it too on onboarding on employees and new clients for that matter because it's like you, When you know, even with processes and systems in place, it just seems challenging because there's so many things that they've got to get used to. Maybe they've done some of it. Maybe they haven't. It's, uh, you know.
1: There's software that uh, that companies are using now that it's 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 walking employees right through the process. Oh, that's of nice. Uh, taking all the information, putting it in HR packaging. It's... Uh, We've been become a a very software dependent society.
0: Mm -hmm. So, and you guys, so you do telephony, you do managed services, and do you, do you from the like, do you help companies figure out what software they can implement into their business systems to kind of help with some of that stuff? Is that something you do as well?
1: For sure. Um, A guy like myself, when talking and communicating with a prospect, uh, we're we're trying to find out what the what the issues they're having with that mm-hmm. environment, how they're going to grow. You know, I think at the end of the day, when you have a business owner or decision maker that is talking with a person like myself, they want to focus their energy on what's making their business thrive. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are they making their own money? And they don't want to they don't want to focus on the the headaches of IT. You know, employees coming back to them every every two minutes. I can't print. I can't connect to the server. You know, issues like that that every environment uh, deals with to some level. And uh, for a person like myself, I I take a very consultive approach to what I do. Uh, so day one, usually I'm in their environment, looking at their network. Uh, are there any bottlenecks to the network? Are the mm-hmm. employees getting the speed that the company's paying for uh, from their internet provider? uh then looking at where are they storing their data how are they securing that data what security protocol that they have in place and then I be, I become their account manager so I meet with them on a quarterly basis I you know I, I build out an IT roadmap so they understand where they're at today and where they'd like to get to maybe there is a piece of software that uh, that's out there that's going to make their employees more productive that's uh going to make them streamline their processes, allow them to become more remote, whatever mm-hmm. they're looking to do. Uh, generally, I'll be a part of those conversations. Uh, quite often, I'm looking at how software will react with hardware that we're supporting, Okay. whether that be in the cloud or that be on-prem uh, or sitting in their building. On-prem? On-prem.
0: Is that is that mean in the building? In the building. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. What um, – oh, I had a good – I had a great question there and I just – my mind just went blank because I'm, I'm still reeling over the on-prem comment <laughs> I'll there. save you. I'll uh, save you. Well, all right.
1: Well, I, I think it. that there's a lot of needs that a company has on the, on the technology mm-hmm. front. That uh, might be software and it, and it might be just the support of mm-hmm. their employees sitting at their desk. It might be a phone system. It might be a video surveillance system. I might be oh, so you cyber do, security. You do the anything. video
0: surveillance as well. Yep. I guess that makes sense because it kind of all ties into the same stuff, right? Your telephones, your managed services, your security systems, like everything you're doing from a business standpoint, really.
1: That part, it's gotten a lot easier because everything is networked now. So yeah. everything's going through the same switches. Uh, once it's on the network, it's very easy for us to manage. It's not going uh, through anything else that uh, we have to be on site to, mm-hmm. to fix.
0: Now, so here's a question for you. So Chad, with the publishing side, right, still has a physical server. Yes. We, on the marketing side, are completely cloud-based in everything that we do. Mm -hmm. What do you see is, you know, is there... Still, a lot of people having like physical servers and kind of setting up those solutions, and you know, are they still backing up with those tapes and stuff like that, or like what you know, what what's the what does that look like now for businesses? I,
1: tapes is bringing it back a little too far for, right. for this conversation, probably, but uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that the it is dependent on the person, mm-hmm. right? So some people. Want to know that their data is sitting right in their office? They can they know exactly where it is. It's sitting on the server that they own. Mm-hmm. They can they can touch it. They can feel it. It's it's theirs. Uh, the shift is obviously the cloud, a pretty big one, uh, where really all of their data is sitting in a data center somewhere. That's the cloud. Which is kind of a funny conversation because I have that conversation is what is the cloud quite often? Yeah, um, but that's all it really is. Is it's it's sitting in a data center. Uh, you log in remotely to get to it, and the uh, that sh- that has been a pretty major shift that has lasted you know quite a long time. Probably the next last fifteen years, we've been moving to the cloud. And when it first came out, everyone was like, no way, that's the cloud. I'm not doing it. I know,
0: but it's not secure. I know there's a lot of people that were very against it.
1: Right, right. But now there's there's so much security protocol that goes Mm -hmm. into the cloud that now it's there because of the shift of demand for the cloud, it's increasing the cost of hardware. Sure. So it's becoming actually harder to have hardware Uh, in your office more expensive i should say sure
0: yeah yeah well because the demand's not there
1: right right so uh, it's certainly something that uh, is still happening and it's you know a server does a lot of different things and you know yesterday i was building a server for a video surveillance system Mm -hmm. uh, where they want they have i mean if you had let's just say in this scenario was 140 terabytes of data uh, to put that into the cloud is very, very expensive.
0: Is that a lot of data?
1: The a tremendous
0: amount of data. Tremendous amount, okay. Tremendous amount
1: of data. <laughs> so you know, putting that into the cloud is a little bit of a challenge. So you kind of have to look at how much data do you have uh, and then determine as to where you're going to store it and how you're going to store it. Once it's there, all the same security protocol is going to be in place no matter what. There's going to be uh, a password. There's going to be two-factor authentication. It's, that is the way of the world.
0: Um, I'll tell you that two factor but
1: it is a it's the way.
0: That two factor stuff is the bane of my existence. We deal with it so much from a marketing standpoint because you know we're logging into people's Instagram account, their website, their Facebook account, like all these different things, their their Mailchimp account and every every single one of them's got two factor auth. Mm-hmm. And so there's got to be a text message sent and it's just oh my god it creates just such an, a a bunch of like Side-stepping that we have to do all the time where I'm like, all right, who do we have? You know, like we, if uh, like Kelsey that works for us, sure. you know, her main role, she's our lead web dev. And then she does uh, like some of our social media stuff, right? So any of the two-factor s- stuff for those areas goes to Kelsey. So like, like Kelsey's off this week, so I'm like trying to log into MailChimp. So I'm like, hey, sorry to bother you again, buddy, but I need that code that just got sent to your phone. Like it's just... <laughs> I understand why we need it, but man, it's a pain in the butt sometimes.
1: So our son is 11 and he's, uh, he's Xbox, you know, oh. all over it. And I, I go to work and I get, dad, I got, I, I get, you got to send me the code. I, I need to have this download. It's like, really, right, how right. much this is costing me? <laughs> right.
0: I guess those codes work out sometimes.
1: I think that, uh, there's, I mean, good conversation, I guess. Right. So, Compliance. We'll just say it's HIPAA compliance. There's a lot of different compliance that's throughout there throughout every industry, but uh, HIPAA compliance is a pretty known compliance yep. for healthcare. Uh, so it's relative to this conversation, but that has been an evolving uh, platform for for many many years, right? Uh, pushing. Uh, our healthcare records to be more secure. It's a great thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the digitizing of all of those records was a, was a major shift and then the security of. And something that happened in, in, uh, for New York State was the Equifax breach hit us all really, really hard. And what New York State said was, well, you know, if HIPAA has all these demands on healthcare uh, for their regulations of the data, uh, whether that be their employees or their clients, uh, they're storing personal identifiable information that's out there. So, what they said is they came out with the SHIELD Act and they said, all right, well, if healthcare needs to have some sort of compliance, some sort of regulation as to how companies are storing their data, then New York State's going to do the same thing. So, they came out with the SHIELD Act. And the SHIELD Act basically is the start. We're probably going to see this change quite a bit over the years, but the start of compliance for all businesses, not just specific industries that have compliance.
0: And so any any business that's collecting any sort of personal information, yeah, is going to have to be up there with like the HIPAA standards, basically.
1: Some of them, it's it's yeah. not quite as stringent, uh,
0: but working in that direction though. Oh yes, yeah,
1: yes. Uh, you know, basically, what what New York State is saying is that the the days of Opening a business, firing up a server on site, and you know storing all your data there, uh, is kind of gone, gone away. There's if you're going to do that, then they're starting to demand that you have yearly audits of your network. Uh,
0: oh, I, I mean that comes as a real shock and surprise that New York State wants to have more <laughs> audits of know, small right? business owners, and they want to make it more challenging for you to start a business.
1: They don't make it easy, but uh, but they are protecting the data. I will say that uh, part that I do like because. Running a business in New York State is is a forever a challenge.
0: Well, I tell everybody I'm like, listen, if you can successfully run a business in New York State, you can run a business anywhere.
1: Anywhere.
0: Because yep. they New York State, as much as they say they are proponents of small business, they like they hate us. <laughs> they make it so hard and it's, tax us so heavily. But same would be
1: with skiing, Mike.
0: I don't want to put my tinfoil hat on. You can, ski, here on, you can ski anywhere in the in the U.S. in, in the U.S. Yeah. Okay, that's good. All right. <laughs> So, uh, you know, kind of moving on from some of the, like, what you do stuff, tell us just a little bit about who you guys are. I mean, you know, from an organization standpoint and the culture and kind of, you know, the people that you support, you know, I know that you guys are, you know, very community involved and uh, community sure. focused. Uh, tell us, give us the rundown on, on who Tech2 is from that standpoint.
1: Sure. Uh, so Tech2, uh, we run what I would consider one of the region's larger IT um, companies. There's 40 employees that that we manage. And those 40 employees live within our communities up and down 87,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, which is a really uh, positive thing for us because depending on where the the issue might be, wherever the company is that we're supporting, let's just say that it's in Glens Falls, deploying someone to Glens Falls is pretty easy. It's only 15 minutes down the road from, from Tech 2. But maybe that employee lives right in Queensbury. Uh, maybe they live right in Glens Falls, so they can they can leave from their house, go directly in the morning on site uh, to wherever that issue may be, if they have to be on site. Mm-hmm. So that part of it is great. That being said, probably about ninety percent of the support that we provide uh, can be done remotely or is done remotely. So the systems, and that's by design, right? So it's a it's a server, whether it's in, on-prem. On-prem. Uh, there it is. <laughs> or in the cloud. Uh, regardless, uh, we're, we set it up so that we can remote into that equipment remotely.
0: I mean, it's got to be more cost-effective for the client in the long run anyway, right? Rather than paying Absolutely. you guys to drive over there.
1: Yep. And, and faster response time, too, yeah. is another big one. In, in most cases, someone calls into our office. Uh, we triage all of our calls, right? So the, the call will come in and it's it's a major issue, right? They, whatever, regardless of what it is, uh, that person cannot work and is at a standstill, so needs support, and that's what they're paying us for. The, that's the first call that comes into our building, so the triage happens is, all right, Mike, you can't print. Okay, all right, well, no, no problem. I have a, a crew of, of guys, level one technicians that deal with, I can't print all day long. Uh, so regardless of what environment that you work in, how your printing is set up, they've if it's out there, if it's mm-hmm. an issue, they've they've seen it and they've dealt with it, uh, which is great. Uh, up the ante a little bit, okay. now we're having a, a down event. Uh, that that is going to get pushed to a different level technician so that uh, you're getting the the best support that you can possibly get. Okay. Uh, so, but it, as tech 2 the um, we we support all of those employees that are all within all of our regions and we try to create that work-life balance uh, as every company is is trying to provide a good environment for their employees mm-hmm. provide retention uh, for those employees so you kind of have to focus on that piece of it we like to it's it's re- it's a little bit easy in our sense uh, in the sense that um, the people that are working, in technology, love technology. Sure. We got a crew of geeks over there. <laughs> it is awesome. <laughs> uh, if there was ever a question about technology, it's happened in our office. And whether it's the, the latest and greatest that you just heard about today on the, on the news or, you know, someone's trying to, you know, take some old antiquated technology and, and make it work in the, in, with new software. Whatever it may be.
0: And those guys are all pumped up and fired up about it.
1: Oh, they're excited about it. Absolutely. Uh, Christmas time is a good time of year for, for those types of conversations. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, what toys did you get, right? Right, right. <laughs> they're all they're all gamers and musicians, so it's all kind of relates around yeah, like yeah. that type of
0: Well, career. and speaking of musicians, I feel like I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Matt Lafar. <laughs> Being that he is probably one of the funniest people I've ever met mm. in my entire life and his best man speech at Dave Bengel's wedding still goes down, still lives on. I in was infamy. there, Mike.
1: I was there. Uh, I'm
0: with you. Best. Uh, I funniest. I, I had tears coming out of my eyes. Uh, what's it like? Let's talk about. Forget Tech 2. Let's talk about working with Matt Lafar. What's I, that like?
1: Uh, well, I'll first, I'll first say that uh, that best man speech, which I also agree, best best man speech I've ever heard. Hands in down. My life. Hands down. Cried. Uh, it was it was hilarious. Um, I t- I actually asked him about it years later. Uh, you, how long did it take you to come up with that? He goes, I actually didn't really give it much thought. You know, or early that afternoon, I was I was thinking about what I was going to say, and that's what came out.
0: Oh my was, god! And
1: I don't know if that's true or not, but that is the type of sharp wit. Oh, that no, he he has yes yeah. yes.
0: Rumor um, has it his brother is a stand up comedian.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, plays at the Strand Theater yeah. in Hudson Falls quite often. Uh, I don't believe he lives in this area, but he comes into the area for,
0: for gigs. Yeah, yeah, every once in a while.
1: Uh, a family full of performers.
0: So is, is Matt that funny around the office all the time?
1: He's quite funny, yes. Uh, he is – Matt is in our triage team, so he is on the other side of the office from me. So okay. I don't always get to be a part of uh, the his witty <laughs> – um, sense of humor as much as i like but uh he is uh he's he is constantly bringing comic relief into every conversation yes which which makes it fun right you know we're we're there we have a serious job to get done but we want to have fun doing it so that type of personality is great to have in the office
0: i know his facebook feed is one of my personal favorites and i I visit his page often just for a good chuckle do you (laughs) yes i do yes i do (laughs) All right, moving on from Matt Lafar.
1: Okay.
0: I just figured we should probably pay him homage real homage. quick there. Homage.
1: Matt has been, I will say, uh, he manages all of our marketing uh, yep. for Tech2 and he has been with the company, I think, nine years now.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So with, good. speaking of retention, yeah, it's, retention. It's, he's a good one. To talk yeah, about. You, any specific tools that you guys use for retention?
1: Uh, specific tools? Other than great personalities like Matt's?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is the retention tool.
1: Yes uh when there's a lot of tools that we use um i think that it's it's a challenge because especially this year was a was a reality check for everyone mm-hmm. right? the cost of living certainly went up uh, and management felt that the same way as employees felt that yeah. across the board civilization it, as a whole
0: um, became more expensive
1: yeah so uh th- that is always hard in every industry Year, are kind you know What what can make you happier as an employee? The conversation happens, and money is always a part of it. And at the end of the day, as a business, you can't always just like constantly just give them more money. I know more time off. You can give them, uh, but I think the the biggest one is the um, the flexible work schedules. Uh, so we manage uh, all of our employees off of uh, billable hours. So mm-hmm. they, how utilize, utilized are they as an employee, which is a, is a pretty easy metric in our industry for us to grab and, mm-hmm. and manage. Uh, so as long as they are utilized, then it doesn't really matter too, too much if they're sitting in the office. or Maybe they've got a doctor's appointment. Right. Something personal that they want to go do. Maybe they want to go run a triathlon It's uh, during the week. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we want to support that, and and we do. Uh, so I, for us, we've spent a lot of time thinking about how much time off uh, we're giving, the flexible work schedules mm-hmm. that we're providing. Uh, we have uh, some employees that have uh, very serious at home responsibilities that they need to be a part of, and we allow them to do that.
0: That's awesome. I know it's the same thing where we've been lo- you know looking at our retention tools and compensation. Obviously, we had to give everybody raises over the last year. Mm. Uh, you, you know, people got to be able to live, you know, and with costs going up so much. But we've also, uh, we're getting actually to roll out what we're calling our personal excellence program, which is uh, a way for our team members to earn PTO, pay time off, mm-hmm. um, by setting personal goals and achieving them. So it's things that, yeah, yeah. So, like, if someone, uh, says, hey, I want to run a marathon. Like, all right. So we assign a uh, PTO value to them running that marathon. And then once they run that marathon, they get the PTO as the reward from us for doing it. Um, And then we're also doing a similar thing with volunteerism in the community. So if, uh, let's say, someone, you know, decides that they want to spend more time, you know, volunteering for whatever organization, you know, pick one. And then uh we'll give them a PTO value for any of the volunteer time that they do with that organization uh, things like that so
1: I wonder if the banking industry does that and I know that I don't the, know. they if if you go to any chamber function and you had bankers raise their hands mm-hmm. they dominate you know as far as
0: who's community. doing volunteerism Holy yeah exactly. uh,
1: and and that's by design also i think that uh, the banks as part of their employment ask them to be a part of you need to be a part of an organization you need to be you know, public facing. Yeah. Uh, so, I but I wonder if that you know maybe that's something that they do as well.
0: Yeah, I I don't know I don't know I know we you know as we're getting ready to roll out our new brand and uh, looking at the you know our company values I know one of the things was like how do we get our employees to live our company values and uh, and that was what we came up with it was you know we wanted you know our fifth pillar if you want to call it that is you know community right so how do you get our team members involved in the community and we bottom line we, we went and asked everybody and, and they all said the same thing they're like you know we don't really actually want more money we want paid time off yeah, yeah. and uh because people we want they people you know employees want to be able to live their lives and uh and still get paid so i mean don't we all so uh yeah so we'll see how we're getting ready to roll that out we'll see how it works out
1: good luck with that for sure yeah i think it's a it's, you're on the right track it looks
0: good know? on the paper right yeah. it sounds great <laughs> Um, so listen, I know we're getting short on time here and I don't want to keep here all morning, but uh, you know, if you were gonna someone listening, if you're gonna tell them one thing about tech two, what would you tell?
1: Them? Uh, I think that you need to have trust in the company that you work with. You know, I have a, a lot of clients that I meet with on a regular basis and you know they're I talk to them about, you know, how happy they are with the services that we're providing. Uh, is there anything else that I could be doing? You know, we constantly want to f- strive to be better. Yep. And um, I think that for all those people that are working maybe with, uh, maybe they're trying to do it on their own or maybe they're working with an IT company that's not not cutting it or whatever it may be, uh, you have to trust and, and have uh, that communication level where you have trust. Uh, so as a salesperson, you you you're like, well, you can only gain trust in the first five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. You get in there, and you, yeah, I can I can trust this person, but that goes further and further. And as an account manager, you need to continue to have that strong relationship, so that regardless of the scenario, they can pick up that phone at any minute and call, whether it be myself or call tech two, and know that that they we've got you. Yeah. No no worries uh, because at any point. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, how secure your environment is. There's always going to be some sort of issue that comes up that stops your production, mm-hmm. uh, whatever your industry is. And you need to rely on that company to, to be there for you. Um, and there's a lot of companies out there that will will try to uh, maybe throw you a, a less cost uh, with a quote-unquote same service Uh and I I can guarantee you that that's not always the case. Uh, there's a lot of software that's built into our bundles that provides security, um, that is going to make your employees more efficient. And uh, I think that's important to to keep in mind. It's not it's not always about price.
0: Awesome. Well, listen. Thanks again. I appreciate you coming on. Tell us a little bit about who you guys are and what you're doing. And
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Happy
0: Happy 40 year anniversary. Please, Woo-hoo! you know, tell Dan and Eric Happy anniversary and. Uh, if anybody has any questions or comments or they want to get a hold of you, how do they find you?
1: Uh, they can. You can always reach me at Tech2. Uh, it's funny. I was just looking at uh, – <laughs> I don't have our phone number on this. No? <laughs> but you can always reach us uh, at uh, through our website is uh, tech2tch-ii.com. Uh, we're right on Route uh, 50 in Saratoga, and we'd love to talk to you.
0: That's awesome. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, that was Buying Local Glens Falls with Josh Coons from Tech 2. And you can always find us on Glens Falls today. And everywhere else you get podcasts, uh, YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, Apple, Google, all the deals. And uh, tune in next time. Thanks.